Section 1 of Pillar of Fire. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Ben Tucker. Pillar of Fire by Ray Bradbury. Section 1. He came out of the earth hating. Hate was his father. Hate was his mother. It was good to walk again. It was good to leap up out of the earth, off of your back, and stretch your cramped arms violently and try to take a deep breath. He tried. He cried out. He couldn't breathe. He flung his arms over his face and tried to breathe. It was impossible. He walked on the earth. He came out of the earth. But he was dead. He couldn't breathe. He couldn't take air into his mouth and force it halfway down his throat. With withered moves of long, dormant muscles, wildly, wildly... And with this little air, he could shout and cry. He wanted to have tears, but he couldn't make them come, either. All he knew was that he was standing upright. He was dead. He shouldn't be walking. He couldn't breathe, and yet he stood. The smells of the world were all about him. Frustratedly, he tried to smell the smells of autumn. Autumn was burning the land down into ruin. All across the country, the ruins of summer lay. Vast forests bloomed with flame tumbled down timber on empty, unleafed timber. The smoke of the burning was rich, blue, and invisible. He stood in the graveyard, hating. He walked through the world, and yet could not taste nor smell of it. He heard, yes. The wind roared on his newly opened ears. But he was dead. Even though he walked, he knew he was dead, and should expect not too much of himself or this hateful living world. He touched the tombstone over his own empty grave. He knew his own name again. It was a good job of carving. William Lantry. That's what the gravestone said. His fingers trembled on the cool stone surface. Born 1898. Died 1933. Born again? What year? He glanced at the sky and the midnight autumnal stars moving in slow illuminations across the windy black. He read the tiltings of centuries in those stars. Orion thus, and so Orega here? And where, Taurus? There! His eyes narrowed, his lips spelled out the year. 2349. An odd number, like a school sum. They used to say a man couldn't encompass any number over a hundred. After that, it was all so damned abstract, there was no use counting. This was the year 2349. A numeral. A sum. And here he was, a man who had lain in his hateful dark coffin, hating to be buried, hating the living people above who lived and lived and lived, hating them for all the centuries until today. Now, born out of hatred, he stood by his own freshly excavated grave, the smell of raw earth in the air, perhaps, but he could not smell it. I, he said, addressing a poplar tree that was shaken by the wind, am an anachronism. He smiled faintly. He looked at the graveyard. It was cold and empty. All of the stones had been ripped up and piled like so many flat bricks, one atop another, in the far corner by the wrought iron fence. This had been going on for two endless weeks. In his deep secret coffin he had heard the heartless wild stirring as the men jabbed the earth with cold spades, and tore out the coffins and carried away the withered ancient bodies to be burned. 
Twisting with fear in his coffin, he had waited for them to come to him. Today they had arrived at his coffin, but late. They had dug down to within an inch of the lid. Five o'clock bell, time for quitting. Home to supper. The workers had gone off. Tomorrow they would finish the job, they said, shrugging into their coats. Silence had come to the emptied tomb yard. Carefully, quietly, with a soft rattling of sod, the coffin lid had lifted. William Lantry stood trembling now in the last cemetery on earth. "'Remember?' he asked himself, looking at the raw earth. "'Remember those stories of the last man on earth? Those stories of men wandering in ruins alone? Well, you, William Lantry, are a switch on the old story. Do you know that? You are the last dead man in the whole damned world.' There were no more dead people. Nowhere in any land was there a dead person. Impossible? Lantry did not smile at this. No, not impossible at all in this foolish, sterile, unimaginative, antiseptic age of cleansings and scientific methods. People died, oh my god, yes, but dead people? Corpses? They didn't exist. What happened to dead people? The graveyard was on a hill. William Lantry walked through the dark, burning night until he reached the edge of the graveyard and looked down upon the new town of Salem. It was all illumination, all color. Rocket ships cut fire above it, crossing the sky to all the far ports of Earth. In his grave, the new violence of this future world had driven down and seeped into William Lantry. He had been bathed in it for years. He knew all about it with a hating dead man's knowledge of such things. Most important of all, he knew what these fools did with dead men. He lifted his eyes. In the center of the town, a massive stone finger pointed at the stars. It was 300 feet high and 50 feet across. There was a wide entrance and a drive in front of it. In the town, theoretically, thought William Lantry, say you are a dying man. In a moment, he will be dead. What happens? No sooner is his pulse cold... When a certificate is flourished, made out, his relatives pack him into a car beetle and drive him swiftly to the incinerator, that functional finger, that pillar of fire pointing at the stars, incinerator, a functional, terrible name. But truth is truth in this future world. Like a stick of kindling, your Mr. Dead Man is shot into the furnace. Flume! William Lantry looked at the top of the gigantic pistol shoving at the stars. A small pennant of smoke issued from the top. There's where your dead people go. Take care of yourself, William Lantry, he murmured. You're the last one, the rare item, the last dead man. All the other graveyards of Earth have been blasted up. This is the last graveyard, and you're the last dead man from the centuries. These people don't believe in having dead people about, much less walking dead people. Everything that can't be used goes up like a matchstick. Superstitions right along with it. He looked at the town. All right, he thought quietly. I hate you. You hate me. Or you would if you knew I existed. You don't believe in such things as vampires or ghosts. Labels without reference. You cry. You snort. All right, snort. Frankly, I don't believe in you either. I don't like you. You and your incinerators. He trembled. How very close it had been. Day after day, they had hauled out the other dead ones, burned them like so much kindling. An edict had been broadcast around the world. He had heard the digging men talk as they worked. I guess it's a good idea, this cleaning up the graveyards, 
said one of the dead men. Guess so, said another. Grizzly custom, can you imagine being buried? I mean, unhealthy, all them germs. Sort of a shame. Romantic, kind of. I mean, leaving just this one graveyard untouched all these centuries. The other graveyards were cleaned out. What year was it, Jim? About 2260, I think. Yeah, that was it, 2260, almost a hundred years ago. But some Salem committee, they got down on their high horse and they said, Look here, let's have just one graveyard left to remind us of the customs of the barbarians. And the government scratched its head, thunk it over, and said, Okay, Salem it is, but all other graveyards go. You understand all? And away they went, said Jim. Sure, they sucked him out with fire and steam shovels and rocket cleaners. If they knew a man was buried in a cow pasture, they fixed him. Evacuated them, they did. Sort of cruel, I say. I hate to sound old-fashioned, but still, there were a lot of tourists came here every year just to see what a real graveyard was like. Right, we had nearly a million people in the last three years visiting. Good revenue, but a government order is an order. Government says no more morbidity, so flush her out we do. Here we go. Hand me that spade, Bill. William Lantry stood in the autumn wind on the hill. It was good to walk again, to feel the wind and to hear the leaves scuttling like mice on the road ahead of him. It was good to see the bitter cold stars almost blown away by the wind. It was even good to know fear again. For fear arose in him now, and he could not put it away. The very fact that he was walking made him an enemy, and there was not another friend another dead man in all of the world to whom one could turn for help or consolation. It was the whole melodramatic living world against one William Lantry. It was the whole vampire-disbelieving, body-burning, graveyard-annihilating world against a man in a dark suit on a dark autumn hill. He put out his pale, cold hands into the city illumination. You've pulled the tombstones like teeth from the yard, he thought. Now I'll find some way to push your damnable incinerators down into rubble. I will make dead people again. I will make friends in so doing. I cannot be alone and lonely. I must start manufacturing friends very soon. Tonight. War is declared, he said and laughed. It was pretty silly, one man declaring war on an entire world. The world did not answer back. A rocket crossed the sky on a rush of flame like an incinerator taking wing. Footsteps. Lantry hastened to the edge of the cemetery. The diggers coming back to finish up their work. No, just someone, a man, walking by. As the man came abreast the cemetery gate, Lantry stepped swiftly out. Good evening, said the man, smiling. Lantry struck the man in the face. The man fell. Lantry bent quietly down and hit the man a killing blow across the neck with the side of his hand. Dragging the body back into shadow, he stripped it, changed clothes with it. It wouldn't do for a fellow to go wandering about this future world with ancient clothing on. He found a small pocket knife in the man's coat. Not much of a knife, but enough if he knew how to handle it properly. He knew how. He rolled the body down into one of the already opened and exhumed graves. In a minute, he had shoveled dirt down upon it just enough to hide it. There was little chance of it being found. They wouldn't dig the same grave twice. He adjusted himself in his new loose-fitting metallic suit. Fine, fine. Hating, William Lantry walked down into town to do battle with the earth. End of section one.